I'm going to start by sharing a poem that I wrote this morning. As Jack Cornfield once said, we got ourselves born into a world of unbearable beauty and an ocean of tears. Each of us knows what it is to hold 10,000 joys and 10,000 sorrows. Each of us knows the bounty of a world seen through eyes trained to see the good. Each of us knows the terror and heartbreak of a world seen through eyes trained to see only darkness. The task given to us as breathing and beating hearts walking firm on the path of transformation is not to pick one world over the other. It is not to look solely in the direction of the good at the expense of ignoring the darkness. It is to gather our attention as though we were bringing in close our most beloved and apply it like sunshine to both simultaneously with radiating warmth and spirit of caring. So I'd like to start off this talk by saying something that many, most, or even maybe all of us have not had the chance or opportunity to hear very often, if at all, in our daily sphere of influences via media, TV, games, ads, friends, family, books, and so on. And that something is this. Life, the world, people, every living being, the earth itself, and our very own individual nature. All of these entities are full of good. They are full of good. The more we angle our attention in the direction of that which is nourishing and uplifting, the less we will take for granted, and the more we will be inspired to practice gratitude, kindness, joy, and care for ourselves and for others. And when these qualities are strong within us, they will not only help to fuel and guide us in our everyday life, but they will help to ground and support us during stressful, overwhelming, difficult, and challenging times. I don't think there's any need for me to identify what some of the many hardships are that exist in our world right now. We all know what they are. We read and see and talk and hear and feel and encounter many of these hardships every day. And these hardships should not be ignored. These hardships are real and they impact and affect all of us in differing ways, collectively and individually, whether consciously or unconsciously. <clears throat> and at the same time, there is also so much good happening, thriving, circulating, and being transmitted. If we are not at least as equally in touch with the good as we are with the hardships that exist, 
it is inevitable that we will be overrun and weighed down with feelings of cynicism and suffering. There is no uh, badge of honor or credit given to the person or people who are, are the most upset and enraged in regards to worldly and earthly affairs. The intensity of our anger and fierce condemnation of others does not prove that we are among those who care the most about affecting change. We must find ways to bolster ourselves so that anger and sorrow and fear do not sit at the helm of our ship. Allow them on board. They can totally be passengers on the ship, but they are notoriously famous for steering us into unmanageable waters and rough, perilous, dark storms. As mindfulness practitioners, we must invest in and practice on the daily ways to keep in close contact with the nature of goodness. We need to form a relationship with the many forms of goodness that exist. Without this relationship, it is only a matter of time before we will find our ship underwater. Perhaps some of you uh, will be familiar with my often used life motto, of which I have many. <laughs> But this one in particular is start small to work big. And this motto applies here. We need to start small in order to work big. We need to get in touch with the small contentments, the small moments of wonder, the small joys, the small luxuries and privileges and conveniences that we have available to us right here in the present moment. And they are all around us. No matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, no matter who we are with, no matter what is going on within and or around us. We need to strengthen our ability to not take simple, small, everyday things for granted. We need to practice befriending ourself, befriending our life, befriending our surroundings, befriending our experiences, befriending our ever-changing feelings and swirlings of thought. This work is non-negotiable if we have the desire or the aspiration to be of service and benefit to others, whether it's in the capacity of a specific cause, a specific demographic of people, animals, all living beings, the earth, our home, our local community, or the world at large. Life is full of good. The more we can move closer to this resounding truth, the more able we will be to bear witness and meet all the flavors and shapes and sizes of what comes as part of life. We'll see it as a part of life, not separate. The more we separate, the more we suffer. The more we integrate, the more we are inspired to apply our practice to every single thing we do. It is imperative that we invest and put effort into propelling ourselves with good fuel. 
because the quality of how we run depends on the quality of the fuel we put in. Yeah, so a little while ago we were ships and now we are all cars. <laughs> if the majority or a large percentage of what we put into our tanks, which is to say our minds and our bodies, is of low or poor value, that is how we will operate. That's how we'll function. That's how we'll show up in the world. And fuel in this analogy involves such things as the people we choose to hang out with, the TV shows and movies we choose to watch, the articles we choose to read, the people we choose to follow and engage with online, the foods we choose to eat, the conversation topics we start or continue, the intoxicants we may consume, the activities we choose to involve ourselves in, the sites we choose to interact with online. We operate on what we intake. So we need to make sure we are intaking the good. We need to take responsibility for the quality of our life, for the betterment of ourselves and the betterment of others, because we are all in this together. This world is achingly full of splendors, amazingly rich with good people doing good work. Every single day, all over the world, near and far, good deeds and awe-inspiring beauty are on full display. May we attune our attention towards it. May we take it in and allow it to nourish and enliven us to really absorb it. It may very well be the most important practice we can do. When we practice for ourselves, we practice for the world. There is no separation. Now is the time. Do not wait to get started. You can do it. I believe in you. I'll close the best way I know how, which is with an excerpt from a poet master, and today that poet master is Mary Oliver. I think of each life as a flower, as common as a field daisy and as singular, and each name a comfortable music in the mouth, tending as all music does toward silence and each body a lion of courage and something precious to the earth. When it's over, I want to say all my life, I was a bride married to amazement. I was the bridegroom taking the world into my arms. <laughs>